hello, sir. How can I help you today? I am coming in to play tennis game. Okay, cool. Can I get you your Vex pass real quick? I don't have Vex. Why not? I don't want to tell you. This is my personal freedom. Well, then you're not allowed in the country, mate. I'm not going to let you in. You can't go play tennis in Australia and be be uh, some sort I, of super spreader here. I am Novak Djokovic, and I am I am here oh. to play Australian Open. Novak Djokovic, huh? More like... He has exemption. I have oh, exemption. No, Novak Djokovic, right? Let me check it out. It's more like Novak Djokovic, which means you're a joke for even trying to get into our country. So I'm going to have to send you home. You're not even going to be able to walk out. You're not going to play any tennis. No rackets, no bowls, no nothing. Get on your plane. You're no out of here. No bowls and no rackets. <laughs> I'm going to make a racket about this in my country, Serbia. The Turn in your club, sir. <laughs> it's not a club, it's a Turn racket. It that is wow. <laughs> no touchdowns for you today. Wow, no touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guys, welcome to <laughs> Will and Amal Alive. I don't know if you can tell who Will was supposed to be with that accent, but he's supposed to be Novak Djokovic. <laughs> Joseph I'm Stalin. Jo- yeah, Joseph Stalin. <laughs> Dennis is communism. He's, he's Novak Djokovic over yeah. here, yep. uh, which that's a story we're going to talk about today. A tennis player sent away from Australia for not being vaccinated. We're also going to be talking about teachers who don't want to go back to school in Chicago because of the Omicron variant. Plus, Mayo Clinic fired not 100, not 200, 700 employees for not being vaccinated. Outside of vac stuff, we're talking about Pope Francis and his plea for you to go out there, get married and make some babies. Plus, is Harry Potter (laughs) anti-Semitic? Never thought that sentence would be coming out of my mouth. But Jon Stewart has made quite a vivid accusation of J.K. Rowling and Harry Potter. Plus, did Glee start the woke epidemic here in America? We have many other stories in, in groups with that, but those are the major ones. Let's get into story number one. If you are a kid in Chicago right now, are you going to public school? Maybe, maybe not. Here's the story out of New York Times. Public schools in Chicago close as the teachers union say classroom conditions are unsafe. Essentially, what's happened? is the teachers unions have band together in Chicago because of the Omicron variant. They're saying that it is unsafe for them to be teaching in the classroom. They, they advocated for remote teaching and virtual classes for their students. And instead of doing that, <laughs> they just said, you know what? We're going to cancel classes for Wednesday. The teachers union is saying that the conditions within their classrooms are unsafe due to this new variant of COVID and they don't want to show up to teach the kids. So religion. It truly is a religion. It's the same. I report this on my Substack. You guys can follow me on Substack on my blog for a lot of the things that can't make it on the show or social media, uh, the com. But I talked about how there was a 17-year-old who was jabbed by their teacher at the teacher's house as a 17-year-old kid. Somehow this teacher, who's not a medical professional, got the vaccine and injected this boy with it without the parent's knowledge or consent. Insane. I mean, the, the only reason why you do this is because you think that it is a religion. That's the only way that you do that. I mean, of course, the parents are going to find out. Find out. Of course, the parents in L.A., the, the kids who are getting vaccinated by their, their by the teachers and getting free pizza. Like, of course, the parents are going to find out. But when this becomes your religion, then you will do it by any means necessary. Yeah. And we spoke yesterday about the really substantial impact that this sort of thinking has on children. We know that children are not really susceptible to severe reactions or death when it comes to covid. And in particular, in this region and in, in the 
uh, city of Chicago, 90% of the teachers and people in education are already vaccinated, yet they're still running with the narrative that they can't show up to teach these children. And what was the, the title of the article? No Way to Grow Up, the article that we went over yesterday, also out of New York Times. We are sliding children. We are sacrificing their health and their well-being for the sake of adults and, and this life that they want to preserve that is not real living. And it's something that they shouldn't be fearful of. They shouldn't be fearful to be in the classroom. But because we have these teachers unions who have just this over expanded voice when it comes to education, they get to shut down whether or not your kid gets to go to class the next day. Yeah, no. And these kids need education now more than ever, especially in Chicago, which is a place that definitely needs education more than a lot of other cities. These big urban cities need education more than ever. But, you know, I mean, could be a silver lining if they don't have to go to school with these leftist teachers. Yeah. You know, maybe you'll learn more outside of the school. There could be a silver lining to this. Like there usually is. But, you know, the, know. The, the fact that they're so scared, all you have to do, I mean, all you literally have to do is go to the CDC website and look up how many young people have died from COVID. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it is unimaginable how low those numbers are. I mean, yep. it's a statistical anomaly. And the fact that they want to shut down the schools because of this is it makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, and let's assume that, uh, you know, it, it, it is uh, really bad for children. What they found in the studies is that schools are not even transmitting COVID at the same rate of, as teachers and adults are getting it outside of the classroom. So there's really no excuse for these teachers who say they don't want to return back to the classroom to teach these children. And you have to wonder not only what it's going to be like for the kids who are missing out on valuable, uh, you know, forming education for, for their young minds, but also the parents who you know have to work during this time and and don't have money for for childcare all of a sudden you are at the whims of the teachers unions who get to decide whether or not you have a place to put your child for 7 to 8 hours a day so that you can work and provide for them now the 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 city of chicago gets to go no school and you have to be home with your kid when you have a full-time job and you have to provide for them what does that mean well, it just makes it worse for everyone. It Every does. single person loses in this situation. Yes. There are no winners. Got to add this stat here real quick. This is mm -hmm. Mary Weiss tweeting um, the other day. She said, last week CDC reported that weekly deaths in people aged 18 to 29 has decreased to zero from one in five million the week yep. prior. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, the, yeah. So the risk to students that we're talking about is has gone from one in five million, right. which is already like way lower than car accidents or anything else, to literally zero. But shut down I mean, what the schools. Is the, what, is the, what is the answer to this? I mean, these people, at least in this article in the New York Times, it doesn't mm -hmm. seem like they're offering any sort of answer. I mean, they're, no. offering, they're offering to go remote learning, but mm -hmm. remote learning obviously isn't an answer, which they have proven in many different studies, yep. that it's bad for kids. So if, is there any other answer? Or are these teachers just lazy and want to sit on their butt and not have to go actually do their jobs? It's how, because it's, that's what it seems like. It does sort of seem like that because there's no evidence to prove that they are at increased risk by showing up for school. And to do this to young children and, and be in this position as an adult and still withhold education from these children is a really, it's a really detrimental thing to do to a young person. And I hope this doesn't, this doesn't continue. Somebody needs to, you know, talk to these teachers unions and say, this is not, this is not okay. You don't get to band together to shut down my child's education. I know a teacher's union is an evil entity. Uh, it is becoming that it is it, it truly is uh, and where where maybe it wasn't at first but this well, is the difference not between private sector unions and public unions mm -hmm. these are two different things a teacher's union is a force for evil because essentially it's a monopoly over the teaching industry 
It's them coming and saying that we have total control over your kids on what they learn and that you don't mm-hmm. really have a choice on it because it's your tax dollars and then it's, you, you don't have a choice. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's an evil entity. It's, it's something that is totally unnecessary. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm surprised because the reaction and the pushback that they're getting, this teachers union, is actually from Mayor Lori Lightfoot, who is speaking out against them and saying, you are not allowed to do this. And that's not something I would typically hear from her. And yeah, the teachers union. She's a radical. Yeah, she is. So the fact that Lori Lightfoot is saying, no, you don't get to dictate whether or not your these children get taught is a really major thing. And the teachers unions, we, we've had many, many a run in with the teachers unions. They are openly and publicly supporting critical race theory and and gender theory in schools, which we know is going to harm children in the long run. And now they're doing this in Chicago. So tisk 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 mm-hmm. from me. Right. No, the teachers <laughs> unions are terrible. They yeah. really are. I mean, you can't fire teachers that are that are within the union. It's so difficult to mm-hmm. they'll send them to rubber rooms, which is essentially places where since you can't fire the teachers who work in the union, you send them to these rooms where they're still getting paid, but they're not actually working at a school. I mean and they're terrible, terrible entities. Yeah. They should be disbanded, just like the public schools. So, well, oh gosh, Will with the abolish the public schools. Always. Okay, I don't know when Always. we're going to get into this debate live on air, but one of the day, one of these days, we're going to get into, do we abolish the public schools debate? And I, I feel will like we've be, done that like five times. I yeah. know, but we really need to just right. well, put it to really rest. I, I wish we would just put it to rest. It's never going to be put to rest. <laughs> no, it's not. Until because you come over to my side, it's not going to be. Which will not happen because, uh, yeah, Will will we'll die on that hill, as he says. From right. my point of view, oh, the listen, Jedi are the traitors. Listen, no, Amala, Amala, you're much smarter than me. But I think what? of it like the bell curve, and it's like, uh, you know, the abolish public schools is like uh-huh. the really dumb people. And then the really smart people also say abolish the police. <laughs> but then like the people in the and middle the are like, the middle. Oh, most people are like, oh, we need this. And I'm on the dumb side, oh, you know, trying to say like, oh, okay. like abolish it because. Fair enough. I feel like I'm getting a glimpse into Will Witt's worldview and view of himself. Yeah, yeah you are. This is really, are, really, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm at the back of the bell curve. Yeah. So. Good to know. Yeah. Okay. Uh <laughs> I was going to try to think of a transition to segue into this next story. Speaking of I, curving, <laughs> new stories. Speaking of uh, heading back to places, uh, Novak Djokovic is heading back to where he came from because Australia is kicking him out. So uh, for, for those of you who don't know, tennis player Novak Djokovic tried to enter Australia to play a tennis match. Uh, what? How did you describe him, Taylor? One of the He's the best tennis player in the world? I mean... I I'm loath to admit that because I'm a Roger Federer fan, but yeah, he Same. he is so. yeah he's he's tied with Roger Federer and Nadal for most Grand Slam tournaments. They they all have twenty, but he's the youngest and going to definitely break the record and was probably going to do it at this Australian Open, but. Maybe not now. Right. Not now, because uh, here's the sequence of events here. On Tuesday, the Australian Open announced that Djokovic was going to be able to play. He got a medical exemption. Therefore, he could enter the country and play uh, his tennis matches. But upon arrival to Australia, he was detained, uh, told that they needed to be evaluated by Australian doctors to go through with this medical exemption and the exemption as of just a few hours ago it's been announced has been rejected so he's been detained and he will be on the first flight out of Melbourne uh, as as soon as possible Mm -hmm. well this is all pretty ridiculous because Australia has one of the highest vaccination rates in the world Mm -hmm. and their cases are absolutely skyrocketing when it comes to Omicron and and all the and all of that yet Mm -hmm. they won't let him come in when he's not even going to be around people, basically, he's going to be on a tennis court yeah. away from people. 
Like, what do they expect this guy to do? I mean, their cases are already rising regardless, and that is mm-hmm. with a very highly vaccinated population. What? It, it, it's again it is a religion this is a religion because a religion like this means that you don't have to look at any facts or anything like that it's just like here are our gods it's like it's like pagan god it's like it, it, g- greek mythology them looking at some like ridiculous thing and saying hey this is the truth and we don't need to have anything backing it up we're just going to listen to what these gods say mm. dr fauci the cnn these are these people's gods and they just listen to them and don't don't do anything else about it. Yeah, I just wish there was something, you know, uh, some nuance taken into account when it comes to people like this. He's young. He is extremely healthy. Uh, one of the top ranking athletes in the world. Uh, what what makes you think that he is placing risk upon himself or upon anybody else by entering your country, playing his sport and then leaving? And it does sort of just seem like, you know, a power play here to show uh, it, this applies to everybody. We're not making any exceptions. And again, if that's your if that's your law and that's what you're enforcing, I mean, would it be better if they went famous person, great sports player, let's make an exception for him? Probably not. I think they'd see a lot of uproar there. So I think, uh, if anything, this is an effort to sort of stay in line with the laws that they've put in place so far and not ruffle any feathers. But it's not okay he's a perfectly healthy young man who's coming to play his sport he's go- even if he got there contracted covid and then left he would be fine well they're in a rock and a hard place because yep. if they don't let him into the country then we all look at australia and say well you're stupid yeah he's fine yep and if they do let him in then we're like well you obviously don't believe in your stuff because yep. you just let him in yep so maybe you guys shouldn't <clears throat> do stupid stuff in the first place and then you wouldn't look so bad <laughs> this is what's going to be happening everywhere though people are being caught oh. in these lies and they're having to just do all kinds of mental gymnastics to yep. like it's it's you you know heads I win tails you lose like they're they're stuck right yeah. no yep. you, you just and it's good to see it it is good to see but what we can't do is let them get away with it and just be like see we're being consistent in our rules and all this is working and then real it's really because we you know there's all these things are just working so great and we've been very consistent and that's why we have such a great situation it's like you can't let them get away with these lies and gaslight you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this is going to call attention to a lot because it's not only going to be the people of Australia who want to uh, who are entertained by this Australian Open, but it's going to be people around the world who are watching this happen and seeing sort of the uh, the chink in the armor when it comes to the COVID information that we have right now. And I think the Omicron variant and this and this spreading of this is going to it's going to be shining a light on all the inaccuracies, all the logical fallacies and all the lack of reason that have surrounded the way that we treat COVID-19 now. I mean, the people of Serbia, I mean, this, that's where Novak Djokovic is from. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be some sort of uprising there with people mad? I mean, that's like their guy. Yep. You know, that's like their guy in their country yep. who represents Serbia all across the world mm-hmm. participating in this event. So I think, I don't know, well, I guess we'll see new, more news coming out from there, but I'm sure they're going to be very mad, especially because a lot of the countries in Eastern Europe, I mean, they, they don't care really much for COVID at all. Yeah. I mean, the prime minister of Romania yesterday had some comments about COVID. It's just... To, to think that they, they are canceling their top athlete from basically from their country going and participating yeah. because of this is, I, I think that people are going to have a lot of opinions on it. Yes, they will. I think this is definitely going to ruffle some feathers and we'll see how the story Hopefully. plays out. There'll definitely be, a, I'm, I'm sure, a press conference from mm. Novak here shortly that we'll get to listen to and, and see what his thoughts are. Uh, and last bit of COVID news here. Mayo Clinic, you know Mayo Clinic, a massive uh, medical research center and treatment facility uh, across the United States. Mayo Clinic has fired 700 unvaccinated employees, which is about 1% of its workforce 
course, uh, Mayo Clinic hit the deadline for their vaccinations uh, for employees and the 700 employees who chose not to get vaccinated have now been fired. And uh, what it points out is an interesting piece of, of rhetoric for me. It is what what I recall is when uh, this pandemic first broke in, in March that those people were essential workers. How how dare you say anything about nurses, doctors, medical professionals? They are essential. They are our frontline workers. Look at them working with with no guard against this uh, virus uh, tirelessly to help Americans all over the country. But now. Now that those same medical professionals are going, hey, you know, I want a choice when it comes to the medical treatment that I receive, just like it was my choice to work during this pandemic to put myself at risk, as you would have said two years ago. But now I don't have the choice. Now I get fired for making medical decisions. Well, it goes to show just how the 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 discipline of medicine is basically all but lost Mm -hmm. when it comes to credibility. I mean, the Lancet, the Lancet faked studies. The Lancet faked studies on HCQ when it came down to it about what was actually going on with it. Fake studies. Uh, the New England Journal of Medicine, I mean, it's a total whack mm. job in so many ways now, too. All of these, these respected medical journals that used to be heralded as the greatest thing ever for, for scientific research are now, I mean, it's full of quacks now who just want to get their agenda across. When it comes to the people, there was that hospital, I forget what state it was in, but it was a hospital where they fired all these people for getting vaccinated, mm-hmm. and then the hospital shut down. Because they didn't have enough people. Yep. It's like you did that to yourself. You shot yourself in the foot. And now mm-hmm. people aren't going to get the care that they need because you had this religion. Yep. Again, it's all about the religion. This is what happens when you when you brainwash people into believing all of this stuff at face value and not having to do any sort of research whatsoever. Yeah, and it's it points out another fatal flaw when it comes to wokeism and this sort of thinking, especially as it relates to COVID, is you're you're the victim for now. <laughs> like, you know, really soak it in. Soak it in uh, two years ago, nurses and doctors, that you were the victim, that you were the ones who are working hard throughout this pandemic. People are sending you gifts, cheering you on, how brave you are. And then once the narrative shifts, once we get a different storyline, you're no longer the victim. We move on to someone else. And and now the victim is the, the vaccinated people who have to to deal with all these unvaccinated bigots and misogynists, as Justin Trudeau would say, uh, these are the new victims. So we push aside the nurses, we push aside the doctors, we push aside the medical professionals who want to continue to do their jobs, continue to put themselves at risk, as you would have said two years ago. Uh, We fire those people. Right. And as we talked about before the show, I mean, anecdotally, hospitals that I know of talking to people that they have, you have to be vaccinated to work at some of these hospitals. Yet, They have Mm -hmm. the most amount of people getting sick from COVID now than when there was no vaccine, which is wild. And then also people can just say, like, if you get the shot and then you say, oh, I have a medical condition with the shot or whatever, uh, even if you're lying, you're lying or you're telling the truth, you get five days off of Mm -hmm. work. So people are taking up to 15 days off of work and getting potentially sick, taking off more days. (laughs) I mean, the, the medical profession is just it's in shambles. Because none of it makes any sense. All of it's full of lies and all of it's full of people taking advantage of the system. You're right. You're right. I'm uh, both of us. We're going to go into medicine in some form. You in animals, but (laughs) me with humans. And I'm so glad that I avoided that route because the the medical profession has really started to deteriorate in the past in the past three years even. Uh, So it could have helped me out. The CEO of Pfizer is a veterinarian. There you go. I could have been the CEO of Pfizer. (laughs) Who needs to know anything about drugs? I just need to 
know how to stitch a <laughs> stitch a cat back together. Right, right. Yeah. What a good time that would have been. Now we're going to move on from COVID news. I know you guys are tired of hearing it and we're tired of talking about it for the most part. The Pope, Pope Francis has a message to everybody out there. Uh, have more children. Here's what he says. We see that people do not want to have children or just want to know more. And many, many couples do not have children because they do not want to or they just have one. But they have two dogs, two cats. Yes, dogs and cats take the place of children, the Pope said. Yes, it's funny, I understand, but it is the reality. And this denial of fatherhood or motherhood diminishes us. It takes away our humanity. And in this way, civilization becomes aged and without humanity because it loses the richness of fatherhood and motherhood. And our homeland suffers as it does not have children. Big, big statement there. Uh, I, I think it's pretty clear to see that there has been sort of a cultural shift away from having children or having children far later and far fewer. And uh, the sort of dog mom, cat mom <laughs> culture has risen a lot. And as far as it being conducive to happiness, it, it is hard to say, although we, we've seen studies that show that women that get older and choose not to have children uh, and, and create, you know, that nuclear family unit that we've been so used to throughout history are relatively unhappier, unhappier in mm. their lives. And I think the same can be said for men. Yeah. Well, Pope Francis is like the most hot and cold guy ever. He says something one day where I'm like, I definitely agree with you. And then he'll say something else the next day. And I'm like, this is the worst thing you've ever said in your entire life. <laughs> it's, it's all the time. It's something good and then something bad. Well, that's is all something... people, isn't it? No, it's not all people. <sighs> I mean, this is someone who's like a, a direct leader who should be saying biblical truth and saying the right things as the head of the Catholic Church, essentially. You know, I mean, he should be saying the right things. But so many of these bishops and, and all sorts of people do not say mm. the right thing. Anyway, about what he said, you know, it would be a lot easier if people could, like if they wanted to have children, it would be a lot easier if Rome didn't just shut down for people that you can't go anywhere without a vaccine. How are people supposed to go and meet each other? Unvaccinated mm. people in Italy, mm. right? Like there's so many problems. It's like, yes, that is true, but we need to get to the root of the issue first. Sure. Why don't people want to have children? Yep. Why, why is it that people aren't going to go out to a bar or, or to a church and find someone who they can join up with and love? Why don't they mm. want to do that? Right. Cause there's a reason behind that. It's not that just people just want to go have dogs yeah. with their, I don't know, have dogs, <laughs> yeah. but adopt dogs with their the person they're with it's, mm -hmm. it's what are the things that are making them that they don't want to have children yeah I, I you hear that a lot here in when at least when i speak to other young women like myself oh oh i would have children but expensive i would have children but the environment i would have children but men <laughs> is, a, is a common thing so there's definitely cultural uh, externalities that are affecting the way that people think and i think uh the sort of social Bo girl boss, you know, I, I girl boss too close to the sun narrative uh, is definitely playing a part in that. The pushing of, of women into certain career roles that are not really biologically uh, incentivized for women is playing a role in that too. But also you hear a lot of young people saying, well, how could I possibly provide for a young person? And we see the stats around the likelihood of people buying houses within the next 10, 20 years being just crazy to even look at, even from our perspective. And uh, I don't blame people necessarily for thinking I can't take care of a kid right now. It's really tough. You know, there are a lot of great women and a lot of great men out there. Amala is a great woman. Taylor is a great man. I mean, there are for sure great people out there mm -hmm. who are not 
totally affected by this sick society. But when you look at it as a whole, I mean, why would a company like OnlyFans make $1.2 billion in 2020 mm. if it wasn't because we live in a sick society where men feel lonelier than ever? And just to to have someone tell them, like going on OnlyFans and having this person be your fake virtual girlfriend yep. makes them feel like they have someone in their lives is enough to show like, we live in a bad society when that is happening. And when women choose to not go for traditional jobs or go for traditional men and go work on OnlyFans, then it's like, yeah, you have a bad society. I mean, people are, are, are going and working at these types of professions and just mm -hmm. making a system that is even worse. So something like not having children and something like making accounts on OnlyFans and being a man who goes and simps for people on these websites, those aren't the causers of the problem. The problems are deeper than that, mm -hmm. that we have made a generation of men and women who feel incredibly lonely and who feel like the things that they, that they don't have any meaning in their lives. So then yeah. they go towards these things. It's like the, Freud talked about like the Madonna whore complex. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -mm. Where it's essentially like men cannot value real women. They they find real women out there, mm -hmm. but they can't desire them sexually. All they can desire is is sure. degenerate, nasty women because you have this porn and this, these OnlyFans and the society that gives them no meaning. So then men can't find real relationships. And then men don't want to be in relationships with women who are on OnlyFans because they think it's gross. Yeah. So it's like... <laughs> it's it, never it's, ending. It's never ending. We are in such a bad cycle for people. You know, for, for young people in this country where they are and just around the world is a Western problem that they are not in a good place psychologically to even be prepared for relationships, not let alone have children, yeah, not even for right. relationships. Yeah. Right. So th these are deeper problems than just saying, oh, people want to have dogs. Yeah. You know, obviously, I have a dog. I love my dog. Right. It's like the a, dog a is a substitute thing. for that need to nurture something. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. I, I mean, it's it. But again, it's like deeper than that. It's, it is there's like so much more that goes into it. And I wish that the Pope would have talked about more with it about like how our generation lacks meaning, how they don't mm -hmm. have God in their lives, right? I mean, he's mm. the Pope for crying out loud. He should be saying like people aren't reading the Bible. He should be saying people are, are turning away from God or having this easy Christianity or any of these kind of things, like he, or Catholicism. He should be talking about that. But instead he's just talking about dogs. You know, there's a lot more that goes into it. I just want him to do more. Yeah, it's certainly a multifaceted issue that I, we couldn't, we could sit here for probably five or six hours and try to talk through all the different reasons that have led to what we're dealing with right now. Uh, and instant gratification is another one of those things. It's just so mm. easy, just so easy to be gratified now. Right. No, if you can go again, if you can go on OnlyFans and have a woman tell you that, you know, you're, you're her virtual boyfriend. Why would I go and get a real girlfriend? You know, it, it's, it doesn't make any sense. If you can pay $5 for a tip and just have them say, oh, yeah, you're my simp, like, and show you their boobs, that's, that's what you're going to do. And it's the same thing of, like, oh, I can go on a date with somebody, but then I know that in the computer in my pocket, I have, you know, 50 other men or 50 other women that I can go mm -hmm. and swipe through and see, is this one the right one? Is there something better? Is there someone hotter? Is there someone funnier? And it's not like you have to go out to seek out those people anymore or have some sort of meet cute or serendipitous moment where you meet that person. It's in your pocket. So mm -hmm. people people have this need to go, okay, well, why should I settle down here when I'm young? I can have kids in my late 30s instead, and I can just go through this whole gamut of, of men or women to to see what I want and be sort of, sort of self-indulgent in that way. Let me say something. This might be a little controversial, but I'm <laughs> going to tell you guys anyway. But, you know, I'm going to say it. 
I say controversial things regardless. I think that this is all according to plan. And I think that China has done a lot of this to us. I think especially when it comes to TikTok. And mm. what if you go on Chinese TikTok and mm. you look at the things that are posted on there, it's like videos of people working. It is anti-degeneracy. It is people doing like like bold and noble things. It's actually very, it's, it's very weird, like the way that their TikTok is versus mm -hmm. American TikTok is mm -hmm. girls shaking their butts and very quick sound bites of stupid stuff, right? And it seems like the, this type of degenerate behavior that has made men in a lot of ways, especially feel alone and have this these weird sexual desires for things is in part caused by these social media platforms, yeah. especially TikTok being instituted in this way. It's like the the way that China has influenced us through TikTok has made us weak, and they know it because if they if they didn't if they don't allow that type of degeneracy in their country on their mm -hmm. TikTok, mm -hmm. why is it why is it fine? Oh on no, ours? you're I don't think that's I don't think that's conspiratorial at all. I no, think that, no. that seems no. very 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 reasonable to see, and we we see that in the same way that you know we talk about uh, effeminate men and men who are very very feminine in this country, and it's it's a growing problem. Testosterone rates are are decreasing at an alarming alarming rate. Uh, and at the very same time, while the, the CCP is sort of connected to all these campaigns for radical feminism and uh, against toxic masculinity in America, they're doing the exact opposite in their country where they are sort of training this new generation of masculine men and uh, just sort of trying to... What's the word for it? Trying to enhance masculinity in their own country while we are doing the exact opposite. Here. Hey, you should see the ads of propaganda they have for their military. Oh, I know. I mean, they're they're ridiculous. Ours these is types like of ads. join join the U.S. military because we represent men, women, LGBTQ plus any different identity you have. Join the U.S. military, and here's an honorary rainbow flag. Mm -hmm. And then China's like. Men join the military and defend this country, defend your nation, and like we love China. Ni hao. Yeah. Come on. Ni hao is that the only? That's that the only Mandarin yeah. word you knew. She she. Wow, that's, that's really good. You. Yeah, and it's the, the same can be said for like Russian military ads. It's so different from what we're seeing here. Right. So different. Right. But yeah, uh, just amazing. Uh, no, we're and definitely infiltrated. I mean, a lot of the stuff. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's in so many design. ways. It's by design. So in, much of it. Yeah. Not everything, but. Uh, but here's, a, here's a thought, like, you know, we do talk about these different forces that are acting on us, like China or, or these what these things that we're seeing in the culture from Hollywood that are trying to change us. Back in the day, we sort of had a culture that had these values and these these social norms and things that, that tied us together where the gravity, it, it, it was almost like an inoculation against what would otherwise knock us off our rocker and make us these simps or these people that are, you know, like brainless, have short attention spans, mm -hmm. are, are ruined and short-sighted, not wise, don't value marriage, don't uh, have a vision for your life, don't have meaning, etc. We, Our culture used to, the gravity of it used to sort of be pulled, we would be pulled toward things that are meaningful, to men taking responsibility, going out there, providing for your family, mm -hmm. uh, women wanting to have a family and being married and doing these type of things. And now we've been, it's been a, a lot of confluence of things, but it's just, it's all these things are, we're vulnerable to, you know, China's China's is seizing on the opportunity through things yep. like TikTok. But yep. what I think that on the deeper level is like we've become vulnerable because we sort of lost our soul as a country and lost our, our foundational values and gotten away from that. And so now we're trying to find things to replace that with. And as we get this radical feminism stuff and the CRT and the, yeah. you know, all this wokeism and China is now working on us and it's just we're, and we're vulnerable to all of it and people are falling for it. And it's 
that's why depression, suicide rates, and all these things are happening. Um, yeah. And our country, I think so many of the problems are just traced trace back to just, we've lost our soul. Yeah, yeah, we've lost what it means to be an individual. So now we have a whole sect of our society saying, well, what it means to be an individual is purely attached to your identity, what it means to be a woman, what it means to be transgender, what it means to be black, white, Asian, Hispanic, whatever. That's what individuality means. And then on the other side, we have people saying, no, that's not what individuality means, but we're spending all of our time trying to fight the side that is trying to reduce us down to that. So of course we're lost. And of course, all these things, uh, not having children and being confused about your, your gender and being confused about race and how that plays a role is going to just infiltrate and take over the entire conversation when we really should be trying to find meaning in who we are as individuals. Yeah. But I mean, but I get going back to your point, but you do have to look at like the pandemic, like China created this. Okay. China, this is because of China and <clears> they made those fake videos back in, uh, what was it? December or January of last year, uh, December of 2019, January, 2020 of like dudes in China falling down on the street and like having their heads explode. Right. They had mm -hmm. those like fake videos to make us think like, oh, this was the worst thing that's ever happened. Mm -hmm. And it's like, they pushed this on us. The only reason why something like OnlyFans was able to make so much money is because of the pandemic. You know, I, again, like all of this stuff, despite America losing its soul in a lot of different ways, but I bet you could go in 10 years ago, they had uh, cam girl sites and stuff like that. And they didn't take off like OnlyFans did, mm -hmm. you know, but OnlyFans blew up because of just how bad it had gotten with the loneliness. It's like in just the past three, four years, it's gotten way worse. Yeah, it's terrifying, you know. It's terrifying. Remember when they went through the small stint of we're no longer going to sell sexual stuff. And then the next day they're like, actually, JK, right, just right. kidding. Yeah, I know. Just it's, kidding, guys. We want our billions of dollars back. And they tell girls, <laughs> they're like, oh, you can. And th this is the bad part, too, is like you go to the mainstream. You got a uh, Bella Thorne. That's her name. Yeah. Right? Bella, Bella Thorne. Thorne. Yep. And she went on OnlyFans and she made like a million dollars in like a day in a day in a day off of OnlyFans. Yep. Right. Yep. It's basically like like uh, like Twitter, but for for just naked photos basically yeah it is and it's, yeah. It, you know and that they they tell people the society tells people like oh you don't need a job you can just go on only fans and that's empowering but they frame like, it as empowering yeah yes. yeah that's empowering in the gig economy like you you can just do this and if you're a man just go be an uber driver because you're your own boss and if you're a woman just go on only fans mm -hmm. and then and then you know as a man spend your little amount of money that you have on on these e-thoughts and it's like well now you have a, a completely screwed up society because of this yep it's it's more forms of soma yeah, you know? literally, it is, it is more it for is. Us. It, Brave New World. It, it goes back to Brave New World all the time. It's so accurate. All of them. Psychological drugs to keep you satiated in th this bubble life that has no meaning and no value. And it's going to continue to grow. Uh, that was one of the major reasons why I hopped on TikTok. The first time I got on the platform, I was just scrolling through the For You page, which is stuff that is curated for you. And because I'm assuming they have data on whether or not you're a young woman, a young male, all that stuff. Uh, as soon as I logged in, video after video of girls saying, if you need a sign from the universe to start an OnlyFans account, look at my monthly income. And it's like $80,000 a month, uh, making $2 million a year selling my body on the internet. Young ladies, if you need a sign to do this, do this. And they had this huge scandal of young girls below the age of 18 using fake IDs and getting on OnlyFans and selling their body to people just so they can make, you know, thousands of dollars a month. And of course, as a young person seeing that, especially with the narrative of how expensive it is to live here, how you're never going to be able to buy a house. You see a girl making $80,000 a month. You're going to go, okay, right. I, I will get naked for the internet for right. $80,000 a month. Right. And then like, imagine like you're going to a job 
Like you go, like you, let's say you do this and you make, I don't know, let's say we'll be generous. We'll say $20,000 a month, right? On an easy one. So you make $20,000 a month on OnlyFans and then you want to get your life back together. Yep. Oh, now you got to go get a job and you got to work at a desk and right. like, and make half of that or even less than half, yeah. probably way less than There's half of that. no incentive. Some, exactly. But men don't want you now because you've been on OnlyFans. Like polling shows that if you ask men if they would date a model on OnlyFans, they say no mm -hmm. because the... If you're if you're a woman and you're going to give it up to everyone, then a man doesn't want to date you because you already gave it to everyone else, yep. right? Yep. So it's yeah, it, it has screwed up things in so many ways. This this type of economy mm -hmm. and the fact that people don't realize it, and that the left and the mainstream pushes it so heavily, is is upsetting. It's yep. really upsetting because porn addiction and all of that is something that affects millions of people, yep. and it's one of the leading causes of divorce, like money and porn are some of the leading causes of divorce for people. It's really, it's, it's upsetting and to we're, see. Yeah, and we're in the country with the highest consumption. Right. Highest consumption rate. So uh, what happens with all that, I don't know. But uh, where it especially affects me is when it comes, uh, when it starts to harm children. And we're at that point. And it's disgusting. So something needs to happen. Uh, what what exactly that is, we'll, we'd have to discuss. Don't know what the solution Suggestion is. Suggestion from the comments. Uh, mm -hmm. Vidal Nunez says we need to make a reverse OnlyFans where we pay people to keep their clothes on. <laughs> listen, people already do that for me. Okay? Let's sign Ethan Klein up for that. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I'll meet people and they'll be like, please keep your clothes on. I will pay you. And you're like, fine. So I know. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we'll we'll spin there, done that. This, that is this, a good one. This beer belly is... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. I wish that was possible. I wish that was something that could be created and be successful. I have a feeling it's not. <laughs> I don't think so. No. If I had to go out on a limb, I would say no. 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 Uh, next story here, guys. Uh, I'm sure a few of you uh, listening right now are Harry Potter fans. You're a fan of the, the, book, the book or the movie franchise. Jon Stewart has come out. <laughs> this makes me laugh. I don't know why. But Jon Stewart has come out and said that the, the goblins of, uh, what is it, Gringotts Bank in Harry Potter are anti-Semitic. Uh, let's listen to him talk about it. John, every time we talk, you know I've been to bar mitzvahs. Have you been to bar mitzvahs? I found the two Jewish people in Mississippi, and I befriended them. <laughs> I think it's a wise choice. What was a bar mitzvah in Mississippi, just out of curiosity? It was fun. A lot of fried food. Mm -hmm. <laughs> See, back in the day, before bar mitzvahs became a thing, you just did them in the back of the synagogue. Like, mm -hmm. you did your thing, you had to read from the Torah, and then everybody would have, like, pound cake, and you'd go in the back room. But now, today... It's uh, Nicki Minaj goes to that. It's a yeah. prom. Now, it's not even a prom. It's it's more like a demonstration of Gatsby. It's it's basically <laughs> like saying uh, the Jews have arrived, <laughs> and we are going to dazzle you mm -hmm. with the access. The Jews have arrived. That's what chapter of. Harry Potter is that in? That's one of that's when they get to Gringotts, right? Can I tell you something about that? Is Harry a Potter? wild thing. Here's how you know, and this is the whole thing, and you don't have to use this, but this is true. <laughs> Here's how you know use it. like Jews are still where they are, talking to people. What I say is, have you ever seen a Harry Potter movie? And people are all like, I love the Harry Potter movies. Like, you ever see the scenes in Gringotts Bank? And they're like, I love the scenes in Gringotts Bank. He's like, Do you know what those folks that run the bank are? And they're like, What? And they're like, Jews. And, and then that I remember. Person, and then that person says, no, goblins. <laughs> and then you go. You're like, do you hear let, yourself? Let me show you this from, uh, it's the Protocols of the Elders of Zion. I just want to show you a caricature. And they're like, oh, look at that. That's from Harry Potter. And you're like, no, yeah. that's a caricature of a Jew from an anti-Semitic piece of literature. J.K. Rowling was like. 
can we get these guys to run our bank? And you're like, <laughs> that's the that's the bulk of the commentary there. Jon Stewart making the accusation, for the most part, that Harry Potter, because they have people who look similar to Jewish caricatures from anti-Semitic uh, writings of the past, uh, it, running a bank in in Harry Potter, that she is anti-Semitic. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. it's like people saying J.R. Tolkien is racist and that orcs are black people. Yeah, it's it's the same type of argument. It's like, why are you looking at an orc? And comparing it to a black person. Yeah, huh? Why Why do you associate people who run banks with Jewish people, yeah, John Stewart? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, like I wouldn't look at you and think you're an orc. Thank you, Will. Uh-huh. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, listen, <laughs> it's the least I can do. Taylor, on the other hand, he looks... Sounds like orc mischief he looks, to me. He looks pretty orcish. Yeah, looks kind of orcish. But it's uh-huh. like you're the you're the racist one for assuming that this is what it is because of how it looks like. Yeah, and I think what what it plays down to, and I, I before I get into the commentary on this, let's read this uh, response from the campaign against anti-Semitism. They put out a statement on this subject matter in particular. Uh, it says here, the portrayal of goblins in the Harry Potter series is a... P- is of a piece with their portrayal in Western uh, literature as a whole. It is the product of centuries of association of Jews with grotesque and malevolent creatures in folklore, as well as money and finance. The mythological associations have become so ingrained in West in the Western mind that their provenance no longer registers with cre- creators or consumers. Those who continue to use such representations are often not thinking of Jews at all, but simply of how readers or viewers will imagine goblins to look, which is a testament more to centuries of Christendom's anti-Semitism than it is to malice by contemporary artists. So it is with J.K. Rowling, who has proven herself over recent years to be a tireless defender of the Jewish community in its fight against anti-Semitism, for which we are immensely grateful. So that's the that's the uh, the statement that they put out. They are siding with J.K. Rowling on this, saying that she's not anti-Semitic in any, any way, shape or form. And what this points to, again, I think is a disconnect from what people see to what intent is. And we saw this when we talked about uh, Dave Chappelle and his comedy special, The Closer. He made a statement about men being men, women being women, talking about the transgender community, making jokes at their expense as well as his own expense and every other community or marginalized community you can think of at their expense as well. And then gave this, you know, gushing uh, love note to transgen- to the transgender community about the the fact that they're going through a human experience and being compassionate with them. But because he made the one statement that the gender is a binary thing, you throw everything out. He's a transphobe because she has portrayed these bankers in the movie as looking like a Jewish caricature of some sort. She's an anti-Semite. Right. It doesn't take much research to know that her intent was not that. Right. Right. And also right. it's the it's it's the people who made the movie, not necessarily J.K. Rowling. Sure. Right? Unless sure. I don't know. Unless she describes it. Yeah. In the book. I don't know. I don't don't, don't read those silly books. (laughs) Me neither. uh, But if people really think that she is this anti-Semitic person, sure, you can think that. But Mm -hmm. it's so easy to just look at the intent. That's, I mean, you're exactly right. Like, do you really think that she made these people because she wants people to go into Gringotts Bank and go hate Jews? Yeah. Right. Right. Of course not. Mm -hmm. You're being ridiculous. Of course, people don't don't hate Jews. No one, no little kid watches that movie and said, "Look at those Jews yeah. in this bank." <laughs> right. You know, they said, "Look at those goblins." Yeah. You know, 
It's, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. It is ridiculous. I, I, I wonder if she's going to continue to see heat from this. It didn't seem like Jon Stewart was too angry about the association as he was talking about it, but I'm curious to see if this sparks another campaign against J.K. Rowling because we already know she's been uh, sought after for her comments, again, on gender being binary and uh, talking about the transgender movement, and she's gotten heat from that. Is she going to be also labeled an anti-Semite now? I'm just going to send this clip to Dennis Prager of of the Green Gods Bank Uh and see what he thinks. Yeah. Have him talk about it on the radio show. What is your reaction to Green Green Gods Bank? No, no, no context and just see what he says. Okay. Maybe maybe we'll do that. We'll update Mm. you guys on that. Are you going to read the McRib tweet? Do you have it? Oh, do I have it? No. Mm. You want to read it? Do you have it? Okay. Well, yeah. Someone on Twitter, this was actually a couple of days before Somehow, a couple days before this whole thing broke with uh, John Stewart's podcast, someone else criticized the name of an Irish character in Harry Potter named Seamus Finnegan. And they said, absolutely bat bleep that they had one Irish character in Harry Potter and they just went with the name Seamus Finnegan. That's like calling an American character Huckleberry McRib. <laughs> I think that's so funny. <laughs> That is funny. Huckleberry McRib. <laughs> I was Baseball when, Jones. <laughs> when I first read that, I was crying tears <laughs> after reading that tweet. But yeah, it's not new for JK Rowling. Would you say the other name of the Cho Chang yeah. was the Asian Which, character? Cho is a last name in Korean and uh Chang is a last name in Chinese. <laughs> so, so it's not it it's not new to just put on generalized stereotypes for her characters. All of the English characters have very basic, very English sounding names. So it's just not I, I think this is like just a non starter. Why are we talking about Wait, this? The Asian is called Cho Chang. Cho Chang. Yeah. The, his girl, Love Interests. Who's Cho Love Chang. Interest? Harry Potter's Love Interest in the Goblet of Fire is a I thought he was Asian with Jamie character. Weasley. Ginny, Ginny Weasley. Ginny Weasley. They get together later, but it's that's in the later movies. Gosh, Come on, catch up. I Will. say movies because I only watch the movies. But My yeah. goodness. Yeah, I not only watch the movie. Cho Chang. I didn't. That's Chai. Cho Chang. And she's got a really cool like British accent. I don't know what region, but it's like Scottish or something. It's weird. Last story uh, here, guys. <laughs> that was confusing. Also, an entertainment-based story here. Did Glee start the woke epidemic in America? <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Glee is like a late, late 2000s, early 2000s, 10s uh, drama show about a Glee club at a high school in Ohio, I believe, uh, that starts and they got all these different characters, gay characters, straight characters, black characters, Asian characters, whatever. And they all come together from different backgrounds and different ways of life to join this Glee club where they cover pop songs, Broadway, random stuff. And it was a very, very popular show up until its ending. Jack Pozo came out on Twitter to talk about Glee. And he wrote, here's the piece on Glee I was talking about on Timcast last night where a big Tumblr user admitted that the terms problematic and the concept of representational equity come from the show's toxic fandom. And uh, uh, somebody tweeted in response, my young sister, my younger sister was super into Glee. Now she's a raging leftist who shuts down any debate when she's losing. And Jack Poso responded, and there it is. Mm-hmm. Unequivocal proof. Yeah. Unequivocal proof. No, Taylor was straight until he started watching Glee. That's <laughs> true. A lot, a lot changes when you start watching Glee. <laughs> jo- Jonathan Grady, then. Let me tell you. I gotta no, say. I've, I've seen like, I'll tell you, I've yeah, seen three tell, episodes tell of Glee probably. Yeah. Maybe, maybe less. And all like 10 years ago. And I can tell you that tweet is exactly right. Oh <laughs> my god! I can, I can tell you this was a genuine debate a that happened earlier today when when Amala came across this tweet. A genuine and debate. Will and Amala started getting into it. 
So. Yeah. Glee is a good. Go. I like the show Glee. I like the show Glee. I watched the show Glee. I'm not a raging leftist, so there's evidence to the contrary. I just okay, negated. but you were a raging leftist when you got yeah, into the show. Saying, I've, but I've been out of raging leftism and also continued to watch Glee. Now she's a soothing leftist. <laughs> That's the power of legacy media. Now I'm simply a it calm. Has a legacy. I'm a Zen leftist now. But no, I I've still watched Glee. I still <clears> think it's good. Glee is full of garbage. I think exactly what he was saying. Also, men shouldn't watch Glee. In the <laughs> Okay, that's a woman's show. It is but, kind of a woman's show. Yeah, like, it's a very feminine yeah, show yeah, to watch. Yeah, listen, if you're a man and watch Glee with your family, you know, do your thing. But you know, questionable. You it, no, that's that's okay. You know, your it's family fine. Watches yeah, yeah, it, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I yeah. hope you're not like spending your weekends going and binge watching Glee. Right, like Just, I really got to enjoy see. it with your soy crisps. <laughs> exactly, oh your crispy soy and your glass of soy milk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and your OnlyFans. Oh, um, <clears throat> no, but it's. I think what he does say is right when he says, listen, it is a, a way to get all of these different people who, in a real sense, looking at numbers statistically, would not actually be in a place together because there's just too many different race and gender and, and, mm. and ideology. And you're putting them together so that everybody has this equal representation. Which, if you were to look at a real high school, it'd be like... This isn't a real high school. Yeah, you would, but I think that's with every single show that you watch. And what Glee does, because I of think Glee. That, no, because of Glee, not because of now Glee. Now you just answer the no, question. No, it's something that predates Glee. It definitely predates the show Glee. Give me a show. And what is also interesting Glee. about what's the show that you were watching, Taylor Dawson's Creek or something? <laughs> I watched that with my wife. With, he, he had to say, "I'm watching it with my wife." He yeah. had to say that. But it's millennial Boy, nostalgia. Chris. Okay. It's always been a thing to follow the quirky kids in high school who come together of. Of this this unlikely bunch, friends is like that. The office is like that. It's an unlikely bunch of people who come no, together. No, but friends, everyone's white. But what? Either way, either way. No, I'm saying that's the point that he's making. But is what? that it's like bringing all these people together? That statistically speaking, if you were to look at an average high school, mm -hmm. these these types of groups of people would just not be at those quantities of people looking at demographics from an America. But I don't think that's true at all. Glee is, main, is a mainly white cast. Maybe it's a San cast. Francisco high school. Yeah. <laughs> Glee is a mainly white cast with a few actors of color. That is what Glee is. And a lot of them break out of different, different ideas and things. It has nothing to do with representation Tative equity. <laughs> Listen, I don't know all the races of everyone in Glee. I I do. <laughs> I bet you do. That's because you're a raging leftist. Oh my gosh. But all I know is a terrible show. I'm, I'm coming the back. Teacher, all I know is Things that the teacher... Things were better before Glee existed. If, <laughs> Glee, <laughs> with if Glee never existed, China would have never unleashed this on us. TikTok would have never... TikTok would have never happened because then people don't want to sing. Oh. It was the listen, it's, it's literally... It's all coming together. It's literally because of Glee that we have TikTok destroying America. <laughs> that is so ridiculous. Uh, guys, I think I'm done here. <laughs> I'm not done. This is I'm going to go... I'm going to quit and go produce Glee 2.0. I, I, I'm, I'm here in LA. This is the best place to be to do it. Mm -hmm. This is my next endeavor. Listen, you do have a, a beautiful voice, but you don't have to Thank get you. all of these people. You like you don't need to have you, me, Cho Chang, <laughs> and all these other people. James O'Keefe did a play. You guys could you could link up with him. Yeah, you could link up with James O'Keefe. You guys could do a conservative yep, play. I could do that. <laughs> I, I was just texting. I absolutely him could do. I you know what? A, a tangential note here. I watched Matrix Resurrection, or at least started watching Matrix Why Resurrection. Did you even watch the other ones? I've seen the first one. I haven't seen the second one. I, I wanted to see the beginning of the last one just to see if it was super woke. And 
I kid you not, every single race that could possibly be represented in a way that breaks the stereotype of that race w- appeared in the first 10 minutes. It was like amazing how many different diversity points they got for making this movie. It's fantastic. Hi. Oh, is this? Yes. Oh, oh, it's Glee. They want their, their uh, intersectionality back. <laughs> Talking to the Matrix. <laughs> I, kind of, I kind of butchered that. <laughs> You know what I said. Thank you, Will. That was brilliant. Yeah. That was really good. Yeah. So did they have like, did they portray Jewish people as not goblins? I'm assuming. I'm going to go ahead and assume that they did not do that. But there was like the quirky Indian guy. There was the super rad, badass Asian girl. There was uh, the Hispanic uh, also the there. The Asian who's not really smart. <laughs> yeah, right. No, that was, yeah, the Asian who's not really smart. The, the, the Asian who sucks at fail. math was yeah. there. <laughs> Everyone's favorite stereotype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, The Matrix, uh, a lot of diversity points. As far as cinematic points and writing, not a lot. Not uh, a lot. I, I'm going to go heard ahead. from everyone that that movie was terrible. I, I didn't get through 30 minutes of it. No good movies have come out since Glee, really. Were you watching yeah. it? <laughs> There's been nothing Glee. good since Glee. Glee ruined Hollywood. Once Glee happened, the rest, everything went down. When was Glee? Like 20... 20- 12 to 2010s oh, it's gotta be before that I could do before some research that? here yeah like 2008 right because the to me the woke stuff really like i want to know in the comments if you guys 2009 2009 yeah it really it really that's when tiktok like by early came 2010s out. if you uh if you're in the comments right now and you've watched glee i want to know what you think about it in the comments uh tell me right you, you know, either love it or you hate it did it turn your kid oh, into I should a, do a leftist poll. yeah I'm going to come back tomorrow. I'm going to go home, watch an episode of Glee tonight and come back tomorrow with my hair dyed blue yeah. uh, and just screaming at Will about how he's a fascist Nazi. Did it make your son no longer want to play football and go and be on the Glee club? Right. Because that's a big deal. I don't want to play football, Dad. I want to dance. I want to dance, <laughs> Dad. <laughs> Beautiful voice. Yeah. Shut up, kid. Stellar. Oh, I know. Just, that was fantastic. Thank you. thank you. One more story here before we get into our interview with the Prager Force member who won the 12 Days uh, of Christmas giveaway and got a chance to appear on Will and Amala Live, Brittany Valadez. Cookie and Maddie watch Glee. You're Look at about that. My family. Yeah. See, some very important people in Will's life watch Glee and Cookie, like Glee. He calls his grandma Cookie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Is your grandma <laughs> raging leftist, huh, Will? Huh? She's a goblin. <laughs> She's over there in Green Guts Bank. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Counting our money. So there you go. Uh, right, I just made a evidence. poll on uh, on the YouTube chat. So what is the question? Glee, awful for society or a good show? <laughs> That's really two polarizing answers. <laughs> yeah. What about in what about indifference or uh, no, no, no? You choose. Yeah, you, you don't choose. get to. There's no easy way out. The uh, only people no who wouldn't sitting. choose the answer are the people who watch Glee. Wow. Eighty-six percent awful for society. So far. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys are coming for my throat here. Uh, anyways, uh, it doesn't matter because in the new world, in the new world order that we're all going to transition to, we won't even have to see each other anymore because we will be living in virtual reality, America. Here is something that was put out in regard to the metaverse and their plans for how you get to shop for your groceries in the future. Great. Looks like you need a good wine pairing. Take a look to your right. Your age has already been pre-verified through your profile. So Beautiful. no need to wait so for an glad. ID check. I was worried Just about place that. place the item in your cart I whenever think you're ready. Worked. <laughs> a $5 Voodoo coupon on that too. <laughs> Voodoo, the streaming service, which is insane. So now the store is transitioning. I'm getting a notification from your connected smart grid. 
It looks like you already have a full gallon of milk at home. Why do you need Should an elevator if it's like a uh, virtual store? Because it's supposed to be cool, Taylor. <laughs> it's not cool to like do monotonous things. Is it cool if I go to the VR store and it's just like the regular Walmart? No, of course no, not. No, you should cut out all the boring stuff about waiting and You don't get it. It's way cooler being it's like, in the I love sitting in traffic in the metaverse. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> wow. Why do we need this? <laughs> I love sitting in traffic in the metaverse. I know. You uh, still have to go home and have your, like, your woman nag you about cleaning. Oh, my go, gosh. Like, go oh. to the gym for an hour and sit on a treadmill in the metaverse. Yeah, exactly. You know, sitting. <laughs> no, you're, you're, it's going to be so meta. It's going to be the meta metaverse. Do my homework of your in the metaverse. metaverse life. I'm yeah. so for meta. meta oh. No, but it's going to be like you're going to be in there and you're going to be about to get that thing of wine. It's going to say, uh, actually, your vaccination status has ran out. Oh, you no. cannot buy this until, would you like to schedule a booster appointment? That's like a what booster, it's going to happen. A booster through your COVID port that's right. attached to your arm already? Uh-huh. No, it's amazing. Got, like, three, Get a meta jab. Like three tubes, just like all the <laughs> With your Neuralink. Dude, Dude, seriously. Okay, have you guys seen Ready Player One? Yeah. No, ha- the movie wasn't very good. Re- but th- was- the premise of it and the sort of background and the world building around it is really interesting because it's just this VR world that everybody lives in while the rest of the world and society outside of that virtual reality has deteriorated. And it seems like that's exactly what we're looking at. And I think there's a lot of small details to be thinking about of what we just watched, even in that, like, what? 40 seconds we just watched they went to buy wine your you government can't even drink the wine <laughs> Sorry. well i'm sure it's going to be delivered to you like i'm sure this just, oh is that what it is i'm sure this is a delivery service of some of some sort so you get into your vr reality you go to walmart you buy this wine your government id is already attached through the system plus you get coupons not from walmart the store but from the streaming services that you will also use through your vr and then this guy goes to buy a gra- to grab milk and the lady goes we're we're detecting from your your fridge technology that you already have a gallon of milk in the fridge would you like to purchase another mm-hmm. so your entire life is just going to be hooked into the system right Thank you for visiting the Amazon, Chevy, Pepsi, right. Johnson & Johnson store. Yes. What would you like That's to exactly buy exactly right. Does she scold you if your virtual <laughs> mask falls below your nose yeah, while exactly. you're walking through the store? Exactly. <laughs> you are not virtually complying. <laughs> your AT&T, yeah. Domino's, yeah. Pfizer. Yeah. By the way, like, decreased I already, dopamine incision. Uh, we already gosh. have Amazon Fresh, by the way. You can literally just shop on your browser and get mm-hmm. stuff delivered to you. But no, we want to do it through VR. It. I don't want, that's the worst part is walking through the Do you have well, to like virtually park? To, <laughs> yeah. Oh, this other guy stole your virtual spot. No, I'm going to have to have virtually have some lady there who's just going to buy chips yelling at me for not having my mask on. Yeah, it's just like terrifying, man. If it's terrifying, cold outside, it's like your fan blow on you. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just terrifying that this is going to be the reality here because look at what we're looking at, in it, especially with now people being incentivized to work from home and the great, the great resignation and people are just going to be plugged in all the time your work is going to be attached to your computer your entertainment's attached to your computer your shopping is attached to this virtual reality your socialization is attached to that can't be good do you guys have be good. those like amazon alexa or google home stuff at all no absolutely not i'm like super I, against this i have an alexa but it's not plugged in yeah so well, it's, like, it's kind of like your phone's probably listening to you anyway but yeah i'd Dude, TikTok, oh, it definitely if you have is. TikTok downloaded on your phone, TikTok, again, going back to TikTok, but TikTok literally goes through 
everything yeah. that you do on your phone. Yep. It goes your search history on Safari. Yeah. I mean, every what you text, it's like it knows everything about you. Right over VPN to the and you CCP. Want to sponsor, we'll I'm alive. Let us know. Yeah, Heck please. Yeah. ExpressVPN, NordVPN. Where are you guys at? Atlas VPN, please. We'll take we'll take any of your sponsorships. Um, but yeah, yeah, the CCP gets all of your information. I hope you guys are happy with it. Mm-hmm. I was but at-, at least I've followers on tiktok right <laughs> over the holidays we were at my my brother-in-law's house and i was walking to go turn off the lights and it, my wife had stayed be- there before and she was like alexa turn off the lights and then it turned off the lights and i i turned around and i was like why don't you tell me that thing was listening to me this whole time mm. and i kid you not it, it goes actually i have not been listening to you i only listen on blah blah blah, blah. like i was mm. like it heard me say why is this thing listening yeah. to me and then it like corrected me i was like yeah. i'm about to go ron swanson on this thing and like yeah. throw it in the garbage and beat it with as a you should yeah. we're gonna become God. a bunch of luddites this is like yeah. crazy it's crazy yeah the amish actually, are on to something i didn't hear you cheating on your husband unless you give me two thousand dollars man yeah. the amish are really on to something not dentistry but something something Something. Oh, Alexa, turn off the lights. <laughs> if you are vaccinated, I will turn them off. Yes, I that's will follow like, command. That's like the new society. Have you got your really new jab into. yet? I know. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, gosh. Uh, anyways, guys, like I said, in December, we did a 12 Days of Christmas giveaway where the winner out of Prager Force got to be on the show on Will and Amal Alive for a live interview. Here is that interview with our Prager Force member. Guys, special guest on the show today, back in December, you might remember, we did a 12 Days of Christmas giveaway where the winner was going to appear on Will and Amala Live. Now, that winner is a PragerForce member by the name of Brittany Valadez. Brittany, welcome on the show. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. (laughs) No, we're super excited to have you. So for the audience who's seeing you for the first time right now, who are you, Brittany? Where are you from? And and how did you get connected to PragerForce? Well, I... Okay, I'm from Texas. I'm back home in Texas. I am actually an entertainment journalist and a Christian apologist. I used to live in LA and I went to Biola, got a degree in apologetics while working as an entertainment journalist. It's like you're working in sin, but going to school to get holy. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Mm. Um, But after being in LA, I eventually moved back to Texas and I hear you guys that it's a lot better in Texas. Than it is in California. So how I got involved in Prayer Force. So I think it was my parents that actually introduced me to Prayer You. And then Will, I, I liked your videos. They were really funny. And I would binge watch all of them. Wow. Because I would see you interviewing people on the streets. And I was like, those people are literally outside my apartment. Like I used to live in Hollywood. So I'm like, oh my gosh, that person. Wow. And then it also made me think, maybe I should probably learn more about American history and my beliefs even more, and uh, not only politics, but also my faith. So that is what actually led me into Prager U, and then with Prager U, I heard about Prager Force, and I said, okay, this I have to be a part of, and you know, that's where we're today, and here we are. The people in my videos, they're everywhere, Brittany, As I'm, even <laughs> in Texas, they are everywhere. And so that's, that's cool, though, that you said that you watched those types of videos, and you said, I don't want to end up like one of them getting interviewed and not knowing my stuff, I am going to be someone to go and do the research so that if someone ever asks me these questions, I can retort back or have the right information. So that's really cool. And so you're saying that you use PragerU for a lot of that information. 
Yes, and actually, um, what I saw in you and what you guys do there is coming from a journalism perspective. I said, wait, there's a lot of times we're interviewing people, and I would look at them, and I would actually feel sorry for them because you know I know what it's like to ask people questions and they're put on the spot and not to be ready with the answers. And funny enough, in apologetics, what I graduated with in, in the master's degree recently is. I always need to be ready with the answers. Now, I'm not God. I'm not going to have every answer. But um, a lot of times for me being a Christian, people would ask, oh, why Why do you believe that Christianity is, is right? There's, there's so many other religions out there. How do you know all these questions? And like those college kids or random people in the streets you have that you interviewed, I'd be like, well, if I feel it's right. I can know it in my heart, but I can't tell you. And if we learn anything, rely on our feelings, gets us nowhere. Feelings, mm. facts over feelings, like Ben Shapiro says, it also applies to Christianity and religion and faith. That's amazing. So you are obviously a very active member in Prager Force, hence why you're on the show right now. What is the most important pressing issue for you right now that keeps you motivated, that keeps you so active in Prager Force? Well, I think, okay, so there's plenty of issues out there that are like social issues mm-hmm. or faith issues or anything, uh, big tech, all those issues. Um, that are super important, but what keeps me wanting to pursue more, and even with my website, I, I do have a website, bringthedaily.com, and I, I think I did some articles on you guys, but I know I did on <laughs> my website, um, because I look at it as we are in this world where information is thrown at us. We have so much information overload, but it doesn't mean all the information is true. Mm-hmm. So if we're getting all this information and the other side is throwing so much stuff, and it's not just on the internet, it's in schools, it's in teachers, it's at work, it's everything. Where's the conservative voice? Where is the, the Christian voice? Where it's being overshadowed. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, like I know there'd be times at night where I would wake up and I feel like the Lord telling me, Brittany, every day people are dying and I'm sorry, there's a hell and people are going there. What are you doing? If you can say you're a Christian and you're not spreading the gospel, you're not spreading the truth, whether that's also, it's obviously faith and then it goes to politics as well. What are you doing? And if you have a platform and you're just sitting there, what are you doing? Yeah, if you have the ability to speak, then you should go out and speak it 100%. If you have the ability to be that person spreading the truth and, and, and sharing facts with people, you essentially have a responsibility to do it. You cannot waste that potential. And so the fact that you're doing that is really incredible. How, do mm-hmm. your, how does your faith play into your politics and the things that you believe in? Well, I look at my, the Bible and I'm like, hey, this is true. And I obviously know that it's true. I mean, there was a time, like I said, where I was felt it, but I didn't know it. So um, Have you always been a Christian? Yes, since I was born and raised. Um, yeah, born and raised a Christian. Yeah. And there was a time where... I had doubts. Like I, I knew it. I wasn't going to faith. I wasn't, you know, that far. And I understand people do get that far. Um, but I did have doubts. And it was actually um, when I was in Hollywood that I started having doubts. And one of my assignments was to interview the cast of God's Not Dead 2. And in that, uh, in that movie, they actually had these people on there called apologists that I'd never heard of. And unfortunately, they don't teach a lot of apologetics, at least when I was growing up in the church. We were having pizza parties um, and cool stuff like that and how to feel great. But no one was teaching us that what the Bible said was true. So in this movie, I was like, wow, I can actually research. You mean I can use evidence outside of the Bible and logic and reason to prove that it's true? I thought I was just something we believed. 
And so after that, um, knowing the Bible is true, that even crossed over, crossed over into my career because I'm a journalist. I want to present the truth and I should want to present the truth. And unfortunately, journalism is tainted a lot nowadays because, you know, if you are going to be a major news corporation and you're not writing an opinion piece or a fluff piece, you should be presenting the truth. Like just completely, completely fact, just fact. But if you're, a, you know, I'm not saying you need to lie when you are an entertainment journalist or anything. No, but you can give more of your opinion on there. Well, here's the facts, but I think it like this. Unfortunately, it's crossed over into media, into mainstream, like hard news where it's a lot of facts and a lot of, I'm sorry, a lot of opinion instead of facts. And so my faith played an important part in how I looked at truth and needing the evidence of it. And then obviously it crossed over into my, my career in journalism. And I'm like, but I didn't see what you were going to do. Because to be honest, um, when I got my undergrad degree in journalism, I was done with school. Like I was good at school. I cared about school, but I was done. So to go back and re-enroll and get another degree, it, it literally was God because I was done. Well, that's amazing. Brittany, there are a lot of people out there who are going to see you and go, wow, this is a really vocal person. I wish I was more like that. What is one piece of advice you could give to young women like yourself who are scared to speak up about what they believe? Piece of advice, research the truth, because once you know the truth, you're going to want to do anything you can to share it. Because there were certain topics that I was terrified to talk about, terrified. And um, I'd be scared. And there'd be times where I'd pray and I'm like, Lord, I can't speak about this. But the more, and sometimes I would avoid certain topics because I was scared of what it was going to do inside me. And I just didn't want to touch it. But the minute that I faced the truth mm. and I started knowing the truth, it became easy to speak it. I wanted to share it because I, I think it was Kurt Cameron that said, if you had a cure for cancer, wouldn't you share it? Mm -hmm. Absolutely right. And Brittany, how can people support you? And thank you so much for being on our show today. Okay. Thank you guys so much for having me. I love the fact that you all are so vocal yourself and <laughs> hilarious, literally hilarious. I, I'm sorry. The dry sense of humor gets me all the time. Love it. <laughs> um, all right. If you guys want to um, find me, you can go to my website, bravelydaily.com. And I am on, of course, all the social medias and um, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all of that. It's pretty much at Brittany Valadez. Some of it is different, but I'm pretty sure you guys will list any of that. Just go to my website, bravelydaily.com and connect with me there. And we have a lot of new things coming. So I'm so excited that I've been able to have this chat with you guys here. Just even letting me hang out with you. I feel so cool. <laughs> Thank you so much. Brittany, it's so exciting to have you Brittany, on. You are a superstar. You're on fire. Everyone who's watching this, make sure you go check out our site, check out our social media. We have to support these voices. We have to support the voices of people who are fighting the good fight so that we can continue to elevate what we are pushing for. Thank you so much, Brittany. Thanks, Will. And Will, one more thing. I hope one day I actually do a lot of mission work. Um, so I don't know if you've never been on a mission trip, ever been on one, but you should go. You should go on a mission trip to Honduras and then you can do a pretty good story because they're always, you know, with the border and everything. So I have never been on a mission trip and I've never been to Honduras, but, you know, never say never. Taylor said that he's been to Honduras on a mission trip. He lived there. Really? I like Taylor. I, yeah, Taylor's a great guy. <laughs> Taylor's done a lot Taylor. more than I've done. <laughs> you guys are awesome. Um, it's a pleasure to meet you. Oh. Thank you so much. Thank you, Brittany. All right, bye. 
What a fantastic girl. And like I said, Brittany is a member of Prager Force. So if you're a young person watching right now in high school, college, or a young professional below the age of 35, and you're looking to join a digital community of like-minded people, go to PragerForce.com and sign yourself up. You can network with people, make friends, start working on PragerU content through PragerForce. There's just endless possibilities if you join at PragerForce.com. And that's our show today. We talked about a lot of really, really hot topics. We'll keep you guys posted on what happens with no Novak Djokovic with Novak's Djokovic. <laughs> uh, and we'll, we'll let you know if we have any other breaking stories. We'll cover them throughout the week. Thank you guys so much for watching. Please like, subscribe, click the notification bell to be notified every single day when we go live. 2.30 Pacific, 5.30 Eastern. And if you'd like to listen to our podcast throughout the week, go to Spotify, Google Play, or Apple Podcasts. Follow. Leave us a five-star review. Let us all know how much you love Will and Amla live. Leave a comment down below. Do you like Glee? Do you hate Glee? Do you think Glee is the cause of the woke epidemic here in America? Will will say yes. I would say no. Taylor is seemingly indifferent. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I better not see any of you guys' comments. <laughs> Drop it down in the comments below, guys, and we will see you tomorrow at 2.30 Pacific, 5.30 Eastern. Bye, guys.